I guess we're on his side. I guess I'm kind of pro-Trump in this moment. In this one moment, we we're pro, we're pro America. We're pro America. Yeah. Um, do I think that he's an insurrectionist? Yes. Actually, I don't know if I'm pro America, but go ahead. I'm pro Americans. I'm pro Americans. Um, that's that's perfect politics right there. <laughs> that's what perfect politics is all about. <laughs> We're dressed like yin and yang today. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a full sweatsuit right now, but it's like people won't be able to tell on the video, obviously. No, but just know that when you see the video, we are matching. We're, I'm wearing all black and you're wearing all tan. Yeah, I'm wearing all tan. You're a, chill, child, you're a child of the light and I'm a child of the dark at the moment. That's true. It, uh, whose words were those? Biden or Netanyahu? I think that's a Netanyahu yeah. quote justifying his genocide yeah children of the light versus the children of the dark uh sounds like something out of like the golden compass or something yeah it's very biblical it's very it's like a bible verse that he made up on his own yeah don't worry we killed them because they're evil yeah somebody's been reading too much lord of the rings lately (laughs) i'm pretty sure tolkien was racist that's what i've heard Uh, had to be yeah had to be have you seen an orc (laughs) What I mean, I? <laughs> of course, um, Lord of the Rings, two towers extended cut was on my Christmas movie list. Okay. One of the things I watched. Did, wait this year. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Me and my, I, let me just rattle off the list of things that I watched with at least one member of my family. Can I, can I also after this, can you do, did you watch movies on the plane either way going there or coming back? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Never mind. Uh-uh. Cause sometimes I like to ask what people watch, what movies people decide to watch on a plane. Cause it's very, uh, it tells you a lot about the person. No, I'm more of a listen to Pandora offline guy. And, uh, I might play. Wait, wait what does Pandora offline sound like? Uh, offline. They, um, they save some music for you. They oh, know okay, if cool. you're in a dark place or in the sky, they know you still need some tunes. Cool. So I've got a few stations that will still play. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Tell me the movies that you watched during yeah. Christmas break. Yep. Went back to North Carolina for one week. It was lovely. Everyone's doing good. And we watched movies. And um, I'm going to list them in order. Uh, Trading Places. Uh, Barbie. Caddyshack. Lord of the Rings. Two Towers. Extended Cut. I gave up three hours in. Probably four hours. It's four honest. hours. I gave up right, you know, when Helm's Deep, they the, right before the battle starts, it starts to rain. Yeah. Do I? <laughs> Stopped watching because okay. I, I had had enough. Um, and then uh, we watched uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Love that doc. Good movie. Great movie. Now, the one question I guess I have is, did you watch Two Towers alone or did you watch that with your family too? That was just me and my brother. Okay. Yeah. We're the only ones who have a stomach for that much Lord of the Rings. That's a, that seems like a tough like family movie to watch. So I was just wanting to make sure that you didn't put your parents through that where you're like, Hey, no. come on guys. Watch the extended cut. <laughs> watch the extended cut. Mary and Pippin uh, drink water and they, they grow some. They have to, <laughs> they have to kindly explain to you like kids, you know, um, we're getting older. We're not going to be around forever. <laughs> You're not kids anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't put them through that, but a lot of good movies were watched. A lot of good times were had. 
What was your parents' favorite movie of those? Um, I think Caddyshack is the family choice. If the family had to pick one movie, it'd be that one. And they love Trading Places. I've never seen that movie. It's really good. Who's in Trading Places again? It's Eddie Murphy. And then it's uh, some guy from the 80s. And then two old guys from the 80s. I only recognize Eddie Murphy from this movie. Um, but the premise is that he is like a, a beggar on the street. And these two old Wall Street old money guys are like, I bet that we could take him and make him just as good at what we do as some guy who went to Harvard. Okay. And then they do it and they... It's kind of like the, She's All That, but with... Or not She's All That, but it's like one of those movies where they take a girl with glasses... They take the glasses off of her face and she's beautiful. Kind it's of. It's like, I could make you popular. Yes. I could make a black man from the street as good at banking as a Harvard white guy. Is it, And he's really good at it? He's great at it. He's okay. Eddie Murphy. He's yeah. great at everything. He's just good at everything. He's good at everything. That's a, that's a big premise of just being Eddie Murphy in entertainment. It's like, uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's also a really good cop. He can do it all. Yeah. He figured out a way to put a banana in a tailpipe. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, how was your week of Christmas? It was good. I don't, I, the one big thing I, is I went to the beach on New Year's Eve day. We went to Malibu and it was pretty fun. It was really nice weather. It was my first, um, LA Christmas, I think. Okay. So I wanted to do something very, you know, very LA. Yeah. So we went to the beach and it was pretty good. There weren't that many people, but there were still some people, which kind of made me upset. Sure. Uh, Seagull stole some of our food some of our meat and cheese that's kind of beautiful and then it took a shit on our uh blanket that we had so we had to flip it over yeah that's just part of the cycle of life it was part of the cycle of life part of going to the beach and mm -hmm. uh overall it was a very nice day that's nice it was yeah, cool you, you had beef with a seagull yeah <laughs> That's that's great. A big part of the day was just kind of like shooing seagulls away from us, <laughs> you know, kind of like the fear of birds. Um Nothing really to report on, though. I don't think I watched a ton of movies. Um, I watched From Dust Till Dawn for the first time. Okay, that's that, good. That was my, maybe my Christmas experience movie. And that's a uh, Christmas movie. I knew it was a vampire movie. I guess I shouldn't spoil it for anybody, but people will know it's a vampire movie, but there's a twist that happens mm -hmm. in the movie, and it's much better if you don't know what the twist is. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching it from the start, I didn't realize it was kind of like a Tarantino movie. Like he wrote it yeah. and that he's in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. Is just going to be a cool Tarantino movie that I haven't seen yet. I think it speaks to how good a movie is that you don't want to ruin it, even though it's 30 years old. Yeah. Where we're going to talk about Fast X later today. We might ruin it. Oh, I'll ruin everything. I'll tell you everything you need to know. But I don't think anybody will care <laughs> that we ruin Fast There's X. There's not much to ruin. No. <laughs> what can I do to that movie that it hasn't already done to itself? <laughs> That's what I ask. That's what I ask you listeners. <laughs> Happy New Year, listeners, Happy by the New way. Happy New Year. This, this is our first episode of the new year. Yeah. And it feels good, you know, um, to be in 2024, I think. Yeah. We're two days away, but when they listen to this, it'll be 2024. Do you yeah, have any, I'm doing... Do I have any resolutions? Do you have any resolutions? Yeah. I'm going to try to meditate three times a week. Oh, that's good. Um, but, but I'm also, on the other hand, I'm also going to be angrier. So I'm sure. working on both sides where... I like that I'm, you're going to hulk out three times a week too. That's, that's great. I, you're, you're going to 
kind of expand my the ra- spectrum of uh, your range. My, That's right. my range of emotions this year. <laughs> That's a very specific uh, resolution. I'd like to expand expand my range of um, of emotions. <laughs> that sounds like what a robot's resolution would be, right? <laughs> that sounds like I'm an trying AI's. to get more human. Yeah, I'm trying to be more human this year. Okay. <laughs> My resolution this year, I'm not going to interrupt you this year. Not once. Okay. Not even when I'm not going to cut you off. I haven't even got something to say. I'm not going to, I'm going to let you finish out and I'm I'm just going to, I'm not going to bathe in my ego. Good. And when you talk, I'm going to listen. Okay. Well, I don't think you've been. Sometimes I just really, (laughs) sometimes. I think what I have to say is more important. Yeah. And I'm uh, going to listen to you this year. And you're not going to be louder this year this, than you were last year. <laughs> no, too loud. Yeah. So that's what that's cool. my plan. Nice. I didn't realize that we were going to make resolutions based off the podcast, but I will think of something next week if you want me to. Um, <laughs> you're like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just kind of just wanted to do my bit where I interrupted you while I say it's my resolution to not interrupt you. Right. Yeah. No, and I good. did that. And you did it. That was actually my resolution. I checked to that. do that one bit. <laughs> and that was your resolution for 2023, technically, because it's this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was kind of a last minute buzzer beater of a resolution. My my uh, I was talking with my friends the other day and they were like, I was like, oh, I've never seen Heat, the movie Heat. And they're like, oh, you got to watch that. And I said, that's going to be my resolution for 2024. And uh, they said, well, there's still time. You could probably just watch the movie this year. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, No. I got time. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give myself a window. I watched the first, I watched the first 50 minutes of it. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah. But I'm going to finish it uh, this time of the year next year. So I'm giving myself a full year to finish heat. I like that. One minute a day. (laughs) <laughs> I'm watching one. I'm watching heat one minute at a time. That's nice. It's kind of like um, watching TikTok, but you're just you're gonna watch one minute of heat. What's the difference? Yeah, it's I on my wake, phone. I, I just could watch it on Netflix. Wake up in the morning and I watch sixty seconds of video every day. It's like, oh yeah, we all do that. It's like, no, 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 no. the same video. Heat. I I, <laughs> I go on Netflix, the app, Netflix, and I watch <laughs> one minute. I don't know why people don't do that more. That's a good idea. Um. We have some pretty big developments in our own house. We got a pepper grinder for the first time. Huge. My my mom uh, sent us a pepper grinder. Yeah. And I had one, I think, in the past, but it broke. And mm-hmm. so we were just using uh, pre-ground pepper and yeah. it, it was old and it's probably making us sick, to be honest. Maybe. It's probably giving us some sort of illness. At least embarrassing. It was, yeah. Guys like us should have had... A pepper grinder. We're old enough now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 32. I should have a, I should have freshly ground pepper. The, the problem though has been that now I'm over peppering everything. I'm excited to use it today. Yeah. It's trust me, man. Like be careful with that thing. Like <laughs> you've been deprived of it for so long right. that you're going to go really hard for a while. Right. And you're going to over pepper your food for a little bit. Yeah. I can see that happening to so, me. Yeah. So tread lightly. I'm going to bake some chicken today and I'm maybe calling it black pepper chicken. You know, <laughs> just black pepper chicken, not uh-huh. blackened chicken, just black pepper We're chicken. We're doing black pepper chicken. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to go in before you start cooking. I'm going to, I'm going to really like uh, turn the wheel on the pepper grinder and make it very fine so that you don't go crazy. It's got settings. Yeah. I think all pepper grinders have like a coarseness setting. Oh, I guess top. I've always noticed the knob at the top, but never respected it that it had a thing. I think that's what it does. Oh, yeah. wow. So I'll help you out. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Another big development for me, I've been, we have so many developments because it's been a minute since we recorded. That's right. Uh, I've been buying furniture on Facebook Marketplace mm -hmm. for the apartment. I bought a couple stools okay. for the bar. Um, went over to the lady's house. She was nice. Very nice. Um, I don't know if she scammed me yet because I haven't opened the box and like put them all together. They're like, oh, I need, gotcha. I, they're like Ikea furniture. Um, but she was trying to explain to me the story of the stools, you know? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I got these stools, you know, like, uh, they fell off a pallet, you know, the equivalent of, uh, yeah, yeah, this fell off a truck type of thing. And I was like, <laughs> listen, lady, I don't care. That's not what this is important. Yeah, you stole the stools. Who cares? What, this is Facebook Marketplace. This is Facebook Marketplace. All I care is that I'm buying these at a third of the price of the market value. I don't care <laughs> what the story is of how you got the stools. So uh, this is the second kind of like big round of Facebook Marketplace buying for me. The last time I did it, I was buying podcast mics, not these ones, but different mm -hmm. ones. And um, I bought a mic off of this kid. He was probably like, you know, early 20s. And he was like, yeah. I was trying to get my music career off the ground, but you know, shit got busy. I love a 22 year old <laughs> who's already given up on his dreams. I know. And then I bought his mic for $40 <laughs> and LA is a great place to buy entertainment equipment because oh, yeah. it's full of people that have given up on their dreams. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's what Guitar Center is. That's what Guitar Center is. You just go is, look yeah. at that wall of guitars. You just see broken dreams. Yeah. People who needed to sell their guitar to get bus money to go back home. That's, but that's what I'm saying. The problem with uh, used audio equipment is you are getting something that might be possessed by failure, you know? Totally. Like it's a haunted, uh, you might be, we might be working with haunted microphones right now. I think that's you, fair. You know? So we're doomed to fail. Yeah. I'm not afraid of haunted stuff. Yeah, me either. I'm okay to use something haunted. Yeah. I don't think that means that my life won't have success just because I got a haunted mic. That's true. And I've already covered our bases and I've made a deal with the devil, much like a guitar player would do. Sick. And he's, uh, yeah, I sold my soul so that I could become a great podcaster. Perfect Politics, sponsored by the devil. Well, sponsored by the devil. <laughs> success guaranteed by yeah. the devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet my soul. <laughs> the strongest guarantee there is yeah the sole guarantee mm -hmm. um the next development for me which will lead into our first news story okay is uh i boycotted starbucks yeah it's the first thing i've ever boycotted in my life good for you this is the thing about this podcast for me is that this was a chance for me to start getting into politics mm -hmm. and the news yeah if you would have asked me to boycott something a year ago i would have said it's corny Sure. All right. I'm not boy you, me a year ago. This is corny. I'm not doing this. Yeah. It's not going to make a difference. Right. Me now boycotting Starbucks. It's still a little corny, but I'm going to do it if it's for a good cause. Yeah. The reason that I'm boycotting is because uh, Starbucks had a whole tiff with one of their workers unions where they posted something on their Facebook about uh, being pro-Palestine and then Starbucks sued them. And they're like, you can't use our imagery in our name for posting your political messages and their response was, well, this is a genocide. You should be in favor of exactly. helping people not be killed. So that's why I'm boycotting Starbucks. I support you. I, Thank you. I am also boycotting Starbucks, but unlike you, I didn't really go. 
Yeah. So it's kind of a hollow boycott. It's a hollow boycott. It might mean something. I spend a lot of money. You used to go there. there. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a part of your life. I was buying egg bites and Arnold Palmer's. You were living it up. Every day. <laughs> I was buying. You were buying all those corrupt egg bites. I know. And now, no longer. I was filled with Zionist egg bites and I didn't even know it. Tough. You no longer have the egg egg bites in your life, but no. your, your life is better now. No, it is. I'm actually, you know Joking aside, I feel better not eating because it's still fast food. They might, yeah. they try to make you feel like it's not fast food, but yeah. it is like chemicals and shit. Yeah. And I've been saving a lot of money and uh, I'm finally supporting a cause that I think is worthy of a boycott. Yes. Now the question is, is my boycott doing anything? Wow. Um, you saw this article that, that Starbucks is down 11 million dollars billion billion dollars yeah in uh in their market value and the question is like whether it's the boycotts that's that's a that have been doing this or whether it's other stuff and i think the analysis from the article i read was that it's not the boycotts that are making a difference mm -hmm. which is a little disappointing but i'm gonna stay true it'd be, it'd be nice if like you stopped eating egg bites and then like starbucks closed the next week yeah that would feel incredible that'd be cool that's not reality but it doesn't no. mean that uh what you're doing isn't good in in spirit what i'm doing is good i think yeah. you're still doing something that's monetary over time <clears throat> if enough of our listeners don't go to starbucks yeah one day it'll close you know why i started doing it because I kind of vaguely knew about the boycott, but again, you're talking to a guy who thinks this stuff is corny. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, like I support Palestine, but I don't need to boycott Starbucks. Not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, but like I had a couple people come up to me after some stand-up shows where I do a joke that I say I go to Starbucks and people don't realize that it's like, I wrote this joke two years ago. I didn't go to Starbucks today. Right. <laughs> I guess when you <laughs> consume like, stand-up comedy, you, your joke is that like, oh, yeah, I was at Starbucks and blah, 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 blah. And, and they're like, he's going to Starbucks? Yeah. You went to Starbucks before this? Yeah, so they would come up. Scumbag. Exactly. I had two experiences <laughs> like that. And the old me, okay, I'm growing. I'm showing people that I'm growing. The yeah. old me would have been like, well, fuck these people. I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let some dumbass 20-year-old who never has thought about anybody except for themselves shame me into not eating Starbucks. Mm -hmm. But Milan, now, 2023, 2024, if it's for a good cause, I'll boycott it. Good for you. I'm not a hero. I'm not trying to be say that I'm a good person, but right. I'm cha I'm trying to change my outlook on how I view politics. Well, you're changing your actions, yeah. which I think is the most respectable uh, change that you can make politically. Thank you. But I still think those people are annoying. They I are. think people who call other people out and they're like, we're boycotting Starbucks. You're, you're a tool. I don't care. <laughs> I still think you're a tool. <laughs> okay. But I am, but I'm not going to let that stop me from doing something that I think is the right thing to do. Just because you happen to be aligned with nerds in yes. this moment. Yes. Doesn't mean that the nerds are wrong or that you are wrong. Yes. A lot of times in life, you're going to be on the side with people who suck. Yeah. And guess what? And both I am, sides and have I people am who because suck. I'm a liberal, so I am on a side with a bunch of people who suck. Those those people can be bombers. Yeah, and you know what? That doesn't mean that we should oppose them. No. Here you are making a difference. I'm trying. Do you want to keep going with the news, or do you want to briefly discuss the movie we watched? Yeah, I, I always do this. I always forget that we watch a movie. This movie was... This <laughs> Sorry. Movie, no, I mean, well, we watched it last night, and Fast and Furious is supposed to be a joyful experience, and this wasn't. 
No, um, we watched Fast X, mm-hmm. the tenth installment of the Fast and Furious series. Yep, a movie that I watched in 2023 in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I think we're on the same page. It wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. This is a movie that I probably vowed to see in theaters when it came out. Yeah, and then a few weeks went by, and the you know, I got zero glowing reviews. And then when it came out on demand, I forgot about it. Here's here's what you want out of a Fast and Furious movie. Here's what we want. We want to see some racing. You know, mm-hmm. go back to Fast and Furious 1 and just show us a cool street race. Uh, you know, and with the new ones, you want to see some crazy action scenes. And you don't really care about the story as much as long as yeah. you get to see some cool stuff. You do get some of that in this movie. You do. I mean, there are moments that are like, this is what Fast and Furious is all about. Yeah. But, but too much of it. So, so this is a movie that is setting up for a part two. Yeah. So they're just introducing so many characters that don't matter. None of this matters. No, it doesn't matter. And um, it was just boring. Not enough action. Not enough uh, Vin Diesel. Too much. And remember, Jason Statham's in this movie too. Yeah. That <laughs> we. I liked how you explained it, where they've just collected all these superstar A-list actors yeah. over the nine movies that they've had. And some movies, some of the actors are like, I'm not doing this movie because you're not paying me enough. And then other movies are like, okay, I'll do it. But now that they're in the final uh, movies of the series, Mm -hmm. everybody has to come back in some capacity. You know, everybody that can do it. So it's just too many people. Uh, One analysis of this is like every other big movie studio has their verse. So Marvel has the Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. and then you know, the DC universe. And so this is Universal's franchise that they can do this with. Yes. So they have the fast verse now. Yes. But there's no history or lore connected to this. It totally sucks because like when, when it's Avengers and like Spider-Man shows up on screen, like two hours into the movie and you're like, Spider-Man? Yeah. You fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. But in this, it's just like, oh, Jason Statham's punching a punching bag. Like, there's no lore there. Yeah. With Spider-Man, it's like, oh, he shoots webs. Like, you know, at least, at least if you're a kid, you're excited about that in the sense like, oh, he's like a spider with Jason Statham. I, I as a 32 year old man, I'm like, yes, I'm with my kid. I'm like, yes, yeah, sweetie, he's the guy that uh, kicks. He's the white guy that knows martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to make, I don't know how to make that cool to somebody 10 years younger than me. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa was the he's new He's the white addition. guy that beats up Asians. <laughs> Uh, Jason Momoa is the uh, new addition of their superstar lineup. Yeah, and he's the he, new villain. He's their villain. Um, what did you say he was? What what two villains did you combine to to give us? Jason Jason, Momo- Jason Momoa in this movie is acting in a way that is basically half the Joker. And half Jack Sparrow. And, yes. and I'm not even going to say which Joker he's portraying because it's just an amalgamation of whatever you think the Joker is over yes. the last 15 years. He like licks the knife. He licks the That's no, he that's, you know, what? fuck my analogy. I think what you said is encapsulate. He's a guy who licks knives. <laughs> <laughs> he's so crazy. He would lick a knife. That's that's about who he is. He wears a lot of um, flowery, silky, uh, purple, pinks, uh, very feminine clothing. Mm-hmm. He's painting his nails at a lot of points. Uh, I would say there's some homophobia at place in the way that they yes. portray him. He He's the feminine villain, whereas Dom, Vin Diesel, is the masculine straight right. guy. Right. Um, 
And I and I like Jason Momoa at some points in this movie. Like I yeah. think he said some pretty funny stuff. I think like at a certain point he gets kicked and then he's like, "You butthole!" And that yeah. <laughs> well, the word butthole will always make me laugh. It doesn't matter. This is a PG thirteen movie. It. Yeah, um, so it is for kids. Um, but there is a moment where like. Jason Momoa kills two guys and then like tapes their eyes open and like has the dead guys hang out with them. Yeah. And I was like, what is this freak shit? I had nightmares about it last night. I was just <laughs> remembering the scene and I'm like, well, this is from a fast movie. This shouldn't be giving me nightmares. Yeah. There's some out of place, uh, dark moments in the movie, but for the most part, it's pretty like lighthearted, like probably mm -hmm. kind of for kids. They want to get kids to watch these movies, even though, kids have no history with this franchise i guess my overall um disappointment in this movie is that it's just setting up for the next yeah and it's like how dare you how dare you ask me to watch a fast and furious movie that sets up a narrative michelle michelle rodriguez that's letty right she's okay. the actress i don't know she uh was doing an interview and she said the exact same thing before the movie came out. She was like, uh yeah, fans are gonna be a little disappointed, but they're gonna <laughs> but they're gonna get a huge payoff in the next movie. Yeah, three years from now, <laughs> when The Rock and Jason Statham and Jason Momoa and it seems Vin like Diesel a, hang out. It seems like a crazy thing for your publicist to allow you to say to variety.com <laughs> <laughs> that people are gonna be disappointed with the ending of this movie. Um but yeah, everybody agrees that this these types of movies don't need... There's not going to be a payoff that's worth the it's setup. An, it's an action this. movie. Stop <clears throat> introducing narratives that are bad. Yeah. They're, they've always been bad. Um, here's one thing about these movies that like I always think about is how Vin Diesel is basically God in these movies. Yes. Not, not just Dom, but Vin Diesel himself is sure. so connected to this character that every th Vin Diesel, like Dom is, he's the best brother in the world. Yeah. He's the strongest man. Uh -huh. He's the best driver. He's incredibly brave. And now in this movie, <laughs> He's the best dad you could be. He's the best dad. He loves his son more than you could ever love your son. He's the best husband. And he's the best husband. And he's so <laughs> handsome. He's actually hotter than Jason Momoa. Um, he, yeah, they do. He has to be the best at everything. Yeah. I think that's why The Rock takes issue with the franchise. I know. He's like, I'm The Rock. Well, I'm The Rock. The Rock is more, he's buffer. He's a mm -hmm. better actor. He's more handsome. Mm -hmm. He's probably smarter than Vin Diesel. He, right. As a human being, he is a better man than Vin <laughs> Diesel in so many ways, but he has to kind of play second right. fiddle to him. And he, I, jo he joined the franchise late. Yeah, he, he doesn't get he, to take over. He joined it late. So he wasn't in this movie. He was in the end credits. So he'll be in the next movie. But I'm sure there were some... Big spoiler, but it's... Whatever. We don't care. <laughs> we're, who are we spoiling this if for? If you care, then you should stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it is um, childish that they just can't say that... Uh, uh, Brian is dead. Yeah, they in the Fast universe, uh, Paul Walker's character Brian is just alive. Yeah, but he's, he's living on a farm. He's living on a farm. Whatever the equivalent of your hamster dying and your parents being like, "Oh, he went to live on a farm." That's I was Brian. Yeah, the way that the writers of Fast movies treat their audiences like children, basically, it's like, <laughs> no, he's not dead. He's still out there. <laughs> yeah, I understood. He's it. on a farm. Like the initial movie or maybe even the second movie after his death. It's like, all right, maybe you already have a script written and you don't want to like go too crazy and, and you don't want to have to deal with this death. 
But now it was like a decade ago. Yeah, there's been enough time that's passed where... It's weird that they won't uh, try and deal with this in any other way other than he's doing great, just can't make an appearance in the movie. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's driving <laughs> a lot, actually, still. He's super fast, still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a cop again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is weird that they can't do that. Another thing about this movie that kind of makes it not good sometimes is that there's too many stars, like you said, and they all have to have their cool moment where mm-hmm. the movie shows you how strong they are. Right. Right. Like, like Brie Larson's in this movie for some reason. I don't know why. I don't, I have no interest in her character. They needed to add a, a white woman superhero. Yeah. They had to have her. So we got like, Brie Larson. Oh, she's Miss Marvel. Like we, we, she's Captain Marvel. We can. We got to have her also be a superhero on our thing. Yeah, there has to be a scene where Brie Larson just beats up 40 guys and yes. she's so strong, actually. Mm-hmm. And she's actually stronger than the toughest guys in this bar. Yes. But she's not as strong as Vin Diesel. And actually, she she likes Vin Diesel. And actually, she would probably have sex with him. But she's he's married, so he won't. Every woman in this universe would have sex with Vin Diesel. Yeah, there's like the Portuguese or the Brazilian younger girl. Yeah. the um, She's the sister of one of the cops that dies in a previous movie. Right. And then there's like weird sexual tension between those two mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, yeah, every <laughs> every every woman in this world would if they, yes. if they could just have him. Yes. But, you know, he's a good man. He's a good father. He would never cheat on Letty. Right. They're not attempting to corrupt him because they know they can't. Yeah. But, you know, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel in real life, he's like, Hey, remember uh, remember when I saved you back there? He can't. He just thinks that's real life. <laughs> remember when I saved you from the bomb that was under your car and I whipped my car into yours and it knocked the bomb off in that race? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're it's talking about. Like, ah, very funny, Vin. Uh, I'm going to go to my trailer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of like pro wrestling where it's like they introduce a new important figure and then they have to win a fight. Yeah. Because if they don't win a fight, then they're not a character in the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Yeah. They have to, you got to show them how cool, how cool they are. Um, Whatever. I'll watch the new one. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like when we saw the rock at the end, I mean, when I saw it, did you feel the same way where you were like, "Ah, they got me. I'll watch another one of these. Yeah. uh, I think that I was disappointed by the setup. But even without The Rock, I'm like, well, they are setting up something probably pretty cool. (laughs) Did you actually feel that way? They're like, it's got to be good. Yeah, it's like all this stuff is boring and slow and like you're just collecting all of your superheroes. Well, I I bet it's going to pay off. Yeah, well, I guess I have a sunk cost of two and a half hours and a $3 rental that I just paid on Amazon. Yes. Um, This was my second time watching this movie, so I feel like my opinion carries more weight than a lot of people's because I am probably in the top 1% of the people that have seen this movie twice in 2023. Definitely. And I'll just say like, when you watch this movie for the second time, you start asking questions that you have no business asking in a Fast (laughs) and Furious movies. Questions like, who is that? Right. Don't ask that. How did they get there? Don't ask that. Why is he mad at her? You can't ask that. Wait, what? (laughs) What? What's going on? <laughs> these are questions that you should not be asked you can't in, ask those questions. in these movies. No. Which is why they should only be watched once. At least the new ones. They should only be watched once. Yeah, a, a fun, bad movie can't be watched twice. No, I was getting pissed, dude, like watching this movie the second time. But I didn't want to say anything because I was like, oh, well, it's Sam's first time. So he's probably like 
like there's things about it that you're enjoying. No, you know? and I think I've also seen more of the movies leading up to this than you. Yeah, yeah. So I should theoretically have a better grasp on who everybody is and what's <laughs> yeah. going on. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um. Whatever. I'm glad we watched it. Mandatory watching for me. And so it needed to be watched. Can I say my favorite line in the movie? Yeah. This is Vin Diesel's cool line that he says to Jason Momoa, who his character grew up rich and like had a rich daddy that bailed him out of the psych ward in prison every time he got in trouble. And and Vin Diesel's on the phone with him and he says, I don't know how somebody so rich could make such poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the best line of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's a great line. I love I love the concept of busting somebody out of a psych ward. <laughs> yeah, it's like he paid for you to get out of the psych ward. <laughs> it's like, I don't think there's like bail at the psych ward. Aren't you in there for some problems? Don't you have problems? You're, yeah, if you, your dad was a good dad, maybe he should have left him in, you know? I actually have kind of sympathy if your dad is bailing you out of the psych ward all the time. You're clearly not getting the help you need. <laughs> You, you, uh, like self, uh, admit yourself into the psych ward and your dad busts you out. Get out of here. Pussy. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to go help me rob people. Um, well, this was our 2023 movie and we're going to just going to keep watching them. Yeah. We're going to keep watching movies from 2023, maybe for the remainder of this month. We're going to catch up. And then the plan is we're going to go back down, I think. And we're going to go back through 2022 up just Mm -hmm. into eternity. Basically. We watched all those movies in a row to bring ourselves into the future. Yeah. To understand our past. Well, we're here now. Now we're here. Let's, you know, let's live in it. Let's live in the moment. Let's do it. We'll watch uh, 2023 movies. We'll watch one from 2024 if if something good comes out. Yeah. But then we got to go. Now we got to go into the past. And yeah, because the reason that you have to learn your history is so that you don't repeat its mistakes. That's right. That's what my history teacher told me one time. So they they would say some shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They all have the same line. <clears throat> yeah, we'll go back down. Just because we we studied the past doesn't mean that we can't learn more. Yeah, true. I agree. Um, should we get into some more news? Let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, Israel, Gaza. Uh, there's one article I read about the displacement of Gazans in central Gaza. So this is something that we talked about maybe a couple weeks ago where the IDF, the Israeli strategy is basically to be like, hey, you got to go from, at first they said the north, you got to go to the south. And Mm -hmm. so all these civilians had to go to the south of Gaza. And then they started bombing the south of Gaza. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, okay, now you got to go to central Gaza. Mm -hmm. And so now people are being asked to move, were being asked to move from south to central Gaza. And now they're bombing central Gaza. Uh, somebody described this as genocide 101. I don't remember who said that, but mm-hmm. I think uh, it's a pretty smart way of saying this. It's so predictable what they're doing, and it's so easy to see from an outs. Any any normal person can see what they're doing, but this is just evidence that what we predicted is happening, and right. uh, they don't care about people at all if, if this right. is their strategy of moving people to safety. No, they, they don't care about the civilians. I think... Uh, genocide 101 is the correct way to say it. This yeah. is what you would do if you were trying to exterminate a population. Yeah. You're corralling people into different areas that you can bomb and then moving them into other areas that you can bomb so that you can like decimate. Also, you want to decimate the the buildings and just the infrastructure of the, of the right. city as well. I think that's what separates this from other uh, times in history. Uh, 
they want to demolish Gaza as well. It's not only about killing the people. It is about all of Gaza being demolished and taken to become Israel. Yeah. So people are starving and that is a, a method of killing uh, a, a population, ethnically cleansing people. They want to move them out of Gaza. Um, and eventually, you know, most Gazans don't want to leave. That is their home. They know once they leave, they will probably not be able to come back. So I think the sentiment right now is we don't want to leave. Um, but if you're starving at a certain point, you you have to make drastic decisions. Yeah. One thing that's notable is that anytime you, we've both watched a lot of these videos and I think every person at this point you see either on Instagram or whatever social media platform you use, you see the news in Instagram form and you see interviews with uh, people whose families have been killed or children um, who have been injured or their family members have been killed. And what comes up at over and over again is like after they've talked about like, Oh, I lost my mom or I lost my family or this many people I know have died. They'll say, I just want to go back home. So if that's the case, then you know that the strategy of Israel is to destroy what people's concept of home is and move them into a refugee camp. Because right. if that's what they want, they want people to want to go back home, but not have anything to go back to. So among death, like among like killing people's family members, like displacing them, you can see at least in the eyes of the people that are being interviewed, like it's just as bad, I guess. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Um, so super sad, but, uh, yeah, there, there was one particular story among the last, you know, week or so, because it's, you know, everybody was like celebrating the holidays and there were, were some articles about, um, people in Bethlehem, you know, the headline was the birthplace of Jesus. And they were saying that we're not going to celebrate Christmas, uh, Palestinians saying we're not going to celebrate Christmas. Um, but there was also just a lot of bombings that occurred over that week as well. And right. a lot of people that got killed. There was one that happened on, um, uh, I'm trying to find a specific one. Sorry. There was one on Thursday, 20 people were killed in an airstrike, uh, in Rafa. And then, the IDF, there was a different one where the IDF said that it regretted to uh, the fact that it had caused harm to innocent, innocent civilians from an airstrike in Magazi on Sunday, which killed 70 people. And it said um, it struck two targets that were adjacent to Hamas operatives, basically, which I think is just so silly to say. Like, yeah, oh yeah they were we right got close. We got close. Yeah. We almost got them. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, this is outside of Gaza. Um, is Magazi is outside of Gaza? Oh, I don't, I'm, that, that was my question. Oh, no, I think this is within oh, okay. Ga Gaza. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, also to your point there, um, the UN has verified the killing of 300 Palestinians by the IDF uh, and settlers in the West Bank since okay. October 7th. So we have 300 people dead right. by the UN. Right. That, uh, a lot of the, a lot of these um, articles that you read, when I read things on BBC or CNN, it'll say twenty thousand Gazans have been killed according to Hamas. Like they always have to qualify it with Hamas, and it's interesting how they have to qualify it by who's giving the statistic. You know, right? And I and I I don't know what you feel about it, but on one hand you can say, well, that's journalism, and you do have to say who's giving you the source. But then on the other hand of it, there is a little bit of like. Uh, racism there where it's kind of just like, well, that's what Hamas is saying. Yeah. You know, like we can't say that for sure. No, I, I think it's like a read in between the lines yeah. type of thing. 
Like um, if you if you actually aren't like fully supporting Palestine, you could read that second part and be like, oh, oh well, it doesn't even matter. I get it. That's what right. they're saying. Exactly. Yeah. These journalists are doing their job by reporting it, but they're also giving you this bit of information where you can discount it. Yeah, it's tough though because they're you know again the other side of it is it is important to know where your sources are and where numbers are coming yeah. from. But um, well, there are so few journalists uh, in Gaza that. It, Anybody who's in Gaza can't really do anything but attempt to stay alive. Yeah. So the journalism coming out of Gaza is very uh, sparse, but because of satellite imagery, we can confirm that this is the most bombed place in history. There has not been a city more bombed than Gaza. Yeah. Um, and I brought this up to you, including Dresden, um, the German town that was uh, firebombed to the point where their streets melted. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are past the point of seeing anything like this in human history. Right. Um, going into some of the, uh, kind of the munitions that are being approved by Biden. So the second, for the second time in a month, the U S approved, uh, munitions to give to Israel, um, that have bypassed Congress Mm -hmm. basically. Um, so recently they had a second emergency determinate. They did one uh, earlier in the month for $100 million, I believe. And yeah. then the second one is for about $150 million worth of munitions. Right. Yeah. Uh, we can go into like the specific things that they're sending Gaza or that they're sending Israel, but I don't think it's really that important. All it's the, not that important. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that's notable to me is the tons of bombs, like the... <clears throat> Uh, like a, a nuclear weapon, I think, is between 15,000 and 20,000 tons. That's what were dropped in Japan. Um, they're using bombs that are 2,000 tons, which is more than anything America ever used in the in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and the aggregate of what they've the aggregate of what they bombed is far surpassed like what the nuclear bombs were basically. Yes. It's far surpassed. It, it surpassed them months ago, I think, or like a, like a while ago. Cause right. I remember reading an article about it where yeah, they could do it in a day. Yeah. Um, cause a plane that drops these bombs can carry 6,000 tons of bombs. Okay. <clears throat> so just the, the sheer number of tons of bombs that are being dropped on it. And I think a big difference, one thing that the IDF and Israel claims is that they're approaching urban warfare in the same way that America approached urban warfare in Afghanistan and Iraq. But uh, America didn't have the goal of demolition, whereas Israel wants to demolish Gaza. So the bombs they're using are designed to destroy the structures. Yeah, that's a good point because it's not comparing two evil things, but it is just saying that if when America was bombing Afghanistan or, um, or Iraq, like we're not doing it for the sake of our civilians being, uh, like moving into there or right. colonizing, I guess mm-hmm. I should say, we're not trying to colonize those places with our civilians. Cause America is so big mm-hmm. that we have our own spot. And like, it's also so far away from us, mm-hmm. but with Israel is doing what you're saying is like, well, there are people eventually once they demolish what uh, Palestine is, their people are going to be moving. They're going to build their own buildings and it's going to be an erasure of like the fact that it was ever a country on yeah. its own. Yeah. So that's the difference. That's a right. big difference between what these two things are. Um, 
Yeah. So just kind of quickly going into, I don't want to go really into each weapon, but I did see a list of weapons that would be considered war crimes that Israel is using and that we're giving to them basically. So one of the things that we're giving Israel is dumb bombs, which basically means bombs that don't have any GPS or um, targeting system on Mm -hmm. them. So you just drop them and then they kill people and there's no way to know. There's no accuracy essentially. And that's 40 to 45% of the munitions that Israel has dropped on Gaza. And then there's also... um, JDAMs, which is basically, it, it's just a targeting system you can put on a dumb bomb, but they're not very accurate. And mm. it's also prone to a lot of human error in a lot of different ways. And yeah, it's it's just like sticking a GPS thing onto a bomb that's not meant to target in the first place. So they're not very accurate either. Um, <clears throat> there's bunker busters. We talked about those in the past. Um white phosphorus which is now going into the atmosphere and then when it rains it'll be like acid rain Mm -hmm. going and then people are collecting rainwater so they're drinking that all these are like war crimes basically yes and then uh star starving people is a humanitarian it's a it's a war crime to starve a population yeah and yeah israel's been doing that for a long time like they've been controlling the amount of right well well, i don't know if i want to say they've been starving palestine for a long time but they've been controlling the food they've been controlling the food and now it is under the classification of starving people yeah they're starving people now for sure so yeah all these things are war crimes Um, I wanted to bring up some figures to compare it to Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. We don't talk about Ukraine, Russia too much. It's, uh, well, it's just cause we, since we started the podcast, that news was really slow. And true. then the stuff with Israel and Gaza was most of the news. And then right. now that stuff is coming back because I think people don't want to talk about what's going on. I think that's Gaza. right. I think, yeah. If you want to talk about war, let's remember Ukraine, Russia, that war has been going on for two years. And um, the amount of women and children that have been killed in Gaza is twice as many that Russia has killed in 10 times as much time. Mm -hmm. So 20 times more women and children, civilian death. Uh, I just, that's, I think that deserves 20 times as much coverage from perfect politics. Yeah, that's why we talk about it. By the way, nobody's asking us, like, why aren't you covering? <laughs> like, we don't have uh, listeners no, no. that care about, like, what we're, no, specifically what we're covering. But just from my perspective, what do you talk about? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things going on in the world. This you, is this is the thing that I won't shut up about. The way that, I, that you explained it that made me... Uh, justify why I don't read as much about Ukraine is because it's men fighting. It's grown men fighting grown men. And this isn't that. So when you involve like civilians, it's, well, I'm going to think about this more and I'm going to read about it more. And I'm going to care about it more, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Zelensky has asked Netanyahu on multiple occasions to visit Israel. Yeah. Netanyahu says no. Does does uh, Zelensky, is he pro-Israel? He is pro-Israel. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, I guess he has to be because he's like getting all his money from the U.S. You got to be pro-America. You got to be pro-Israel. And Russia is uh, pro-Palestine. Yeah. So it just kind of, the puzzle piece fits. And Zelensky is on a world tour. He's on and, a world tour. He wants he to wear, wants to go to Israel. He wants to wear his uh, army green pants and his black shirt. I think Netanyahu should say, you can come to Israel if you wear a suit. You have to wear a suit. And Zelensky is like, I will think about it. <laughs> Don't push me. Why Why doesn't Netanyahu want uh, Zelensky to visit? It's a good question. I don't know. Okay. Other than they are competing for American resources. Yeah. 
And I think Zelensky, or I'm sorry, Netanyahu thinks of his war as uh, important. A war of evil <laughs> versus uh, the good. You don't think you don't think he thinks of uh, the no. Ukraine as being good versus evil? No, that's funny. I guess also it's the opposite because he's taking land. Netanyahu's taking land that's not his, right? And the Ukraine is pr- protecting land. I think that would also be a glaring problem. As Zelensky <laughs> goes and it's like, and they're taking our land, and, and he's, he's like, like, actually, no, we're taking their we're land. We're taking their land, but they took it first. Uh, actually, <laughs> well, I guess we took it first technically, but they're mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you don't want to go beyond the surface of who's on whose side. Yeah, because the conflict between uh, Ukraine and uh, Palestine are way more aligned. Like a more powerful entity is taking what is theirs yeah. and killing them. Totally. Underdogs. They're the underdogs yeah. in the situation. So Netanyahu can't be hanging out with underdogs. No. Um, and it's too bad. I would like to see what a lunch, I would like to see a day out between Zelensky and Netanyahu and what they do. I want to see them eating ice. I want to see photos of them eating ice cream together. Wait, what? You know? They gave you white phosphorus? They don't give us white phosphorus. They don't give us white. What? <laughs> no, I'll figure, I'll talk to Biden. We'll, we'll, we'll get you some white phosphorus. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they are competing for the same resources, but these uh these things that Biden asked for, they're these packages, I guess you call yeah, them. Yeah, he wants to lump them in. He wants to lump them all together. It behooves them to be on the same side. It's so, true. If we're a package deal, if we're a package deal, it's mm-hmm. like, well, if if we don't support each other, neither of us are going to get this well, money. I think that Israel under, understands that. They are at the top of the food train for yeah, who gets what are. from America. Yeah. So they don't even want to be a package deal. No. I don't even want to know Ukraine exists. Just us. Yeah. It's just us in America. We have a relationship and sometimes we give stuff to Ukraine. Yeah. Teacher likes me best, actually. Yeah. It's I a lot of that. <laughs> actually, teacher likes me best. I'm actually number one student. I'm actually the hall monitor. It's kind of like a polyamorous relationship where it's like, I don't want to hang out with your other girlfriend. Yeah, it I'm is. the one. And I'm now, your main girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Now you want me to hang out with your other girlfriend? Now you want us to be friends? Not going to happen, dude. Okay. <laughs> I like us independently as a thing. And I'm okay if you do your thing over there. But yeah, I understand yeah. that you have other stuff going on. But we can't, the two of us, it's weird if I hang out with Zelensky, <laughs> that's gay. And I'm I'm poly, I'm not gay. I'm not gay, I'm poly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Netanyahu is saying, <laughs> basically. That's what he's trying to get across. Um, yeah, man. You want to talk about Trump? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll let you lead it because I'm not as uh, well read on this stuff. Yeah, uh, the new um, frontier of what's going on with Trump is there are state, or I guess Colorado and Maine are the two states who are taking him off the ballot. Because um, being an insurrectionist is against the 14th Amendment. So they're saying because of his involvement in January 6th, he's disqualified from being the president. He won't be on the ballot, which I agree with. I think if you try and steal the country, you don't get to run for president. Yeah, Um, that aligns with Sam's rules. I think if you steal classified documents... Uh, when you leave the presidency, that should also maybe uh, bar you from being the president. And I think that what he did in Georgia of trying to steal Georgia specifically also is probably makes it null and void 
Um, the Stormy, Stormy Daniels payments, I, I can live with that. I can live with that, too. I can live with those. Well, we're Tiger Woods fans, so yeah, <clears throat> we can deal exactly. with that. <laughs> exactly. We, we, we can uh, be okay with infidelity. Out of the 91 counts against him, some of them I can live with, some of them I can't. Yeah. Um, what we've been talking about more recently is his fraud trial in New York. That's totally separate from this. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't know that until you said it. Like, because yeah. it's so easy to get lost. It's hard to keep up. Can we? Can we just even just for my sake count the four things one more time? Yes, I know you just said them, but we got Stormy Daniels. That's yes. one thing. She, that's a financial crime. He, yeah, he didn't accurately disclose the money that he used to pay her off. Gotcha. Um, the Georgia election thing. That's what he got his mugshot for. Trying to overturn the elections in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. That's two. Um, and then the insurrection. That's three. Inciting an insurrection. Yeah. And then the stealing the documents and, and keeping big boxes at Mar-a-Lago of like nuclear codes. He stole stuff from work. He that was really yeah. important. Yeah. He was supposed to give his laptop back. He was supposed to give his laptop back uh-huh. and he didn't. Much like me who never returned his monitor. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, and then the, the, fi- the fraud case in New York. That is basically him inflating his wealth. He lived. He's got an apartment in New York that he claims is thirty thousand square feet. It's eleven thousand. Um, stuff like that. He's got properties all over that he inflates the the number so he can be worth more money. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's not what the, this is all about. The insurrection. This is a an insurrectionist uh, reason why he can't be on the ballot. Yeah. I think ultimately the Supreme Court's going to overrule it and he's going to be on on the ballot or, or whatever. Uh, other states are looking into this, like evaluating the same code of the 14th Amendment. Michigan did it, right? Mm-hmm. I got a good quote from Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota says they're going to keep them on. Most people are going to keep them on. And they're basically saying... This is the primary election is an internal party election. This has nothing to do with the national government. If the Republicans want to nominate someone who is ultimately not qualified, that's their prerogative. Yes. And I agree with that. I agree with it, too. If you want to have your your dude be a guy who could ultimately get disqualified from running because he gets convicted of inciting an insurrection, then that's your risk that you're willing to take. That's the guy you chose. Yeah. He might get disqualified for a litany of reasons. Yeah. But if you want to choose him, you're the party. Those are the rules. Yeah. It's not um, because being a nominee for a certain political party is not a it's not a government position. You have not yet. Uh, uh, acquired a government position, which right. means you're not doing anything unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Or if you did something unconstitutional, it has nothing to do with whether you're a nominee for something. Or even if your political party agreed that you did something un- unconstitutional, yeah. they can still uh, nominate you. Yeah, totally. I agree with this uh, take on it. Um, although, like, obviously it would be cool if he was just as cool as it would be if he just wasn't allowed to run uh for president like it this the way that i've read about it is when colorado took him off uh the ballot or they wanted to disqualify him the way they did it was a little too expedited and it just wouldn't hold up under an appeals process right if when it does get appealed by the supreme court it will get overturned um not just on the grounds that two-thirds of the federal supreme court is republican of course that that makes a difference yeah but just any court would not sure look at what they did how they did it and be like that's 
good you guys did it the good yeah. way it's it's almost like that's what i read i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it it feels almost like a, a glamour politics where it's like we know that this doesn't mean anything but we get to be the cool state that says trump can't be president yeah it's kind of like when the un is like yeah we're pro gaza it's that's like right. okay well then uh, maybe you should get your armies together and tell the u.s not to do this shit anymore right right it doesn't mean anything it's just like this uh grandstanding basically right yeah, so uh, I don't know. This this is just the next wave of of Trump news, but this time I guess I'm on his side. I guess we're on his side. I guess I'm kind of pro Trump in this moment. In this one moment, we we're pro, we're pro America. We're pro America. Yeah. Um, do I think that he's an insurrectionist? Yes. Actually, I don't know if I'm pro America, but go ahead. I'm pro Americans. I'm pro Americans. <laughs> Um, that's, that's perfect politics right there. <laughs> that's what perfect politics is all about. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's guilty of everything he's done, but yeah. I, if the Republican party wants him to be their champion, then Hey, that's their party. That's not my party. Yeah, that's true. That's their party. If you want to, you know, if you want to, uh, nominate the incredible Hulk to be your, yeah. Your guy, well, it's possible that he might not Hulk out when you want him to, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, he might just stay as Mark Ruffalo. Who would be a good president? Who would be a good president? Uh, but they want the Hulk, you know? Yeah. They don't. They want the Hulk wearing with like an axe in his hand. Yes. Um, but they might not get him. So that's my that's my big... Or maybe I should put it in fast terms. Like who who is mm -hmm. Trump in, in the fast universe? Hmm. To he thinks he's Dom, I think. Of course. I think he thinks he's Dom and Paul Walk. He's Brian and Dom yeah. together. He he can kind of see himself in everybody. Yeah. He <laughs> seems like a man with empathy in, in just just in terms of the fast universe. But yeah, Dom, right? He in yeah. his mind he's Dom, but in reality, I don't think he is. No, I mean he likes to consider himself to be Jesus. I think he's Tyrese. If I'm being honest, okay. Tyrese has this whole storyline in Fast X where he's like, I'm the new leader now because Dom can't do it. You know, right. somebody's got to be the replacement. And he's like, I'm actually a leader. And I think that's what Trump is, where he's like, I'm I'm a leader. I'm leading you guys. I'm saying that I'm the leader, which means I am the leader. You know, he's a Tyrese, I think. Yeah, I've got money. Tyrese in this movie is like, I have money. I, yeah, he, I have I'm money. rich. I'm rich. And he's funny. And he's funny. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he is Tyrese, but he thinks he's Dom. But he thinks he's Dom. Yeah, mm -hmm. dangerous combination. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Well, to cap this episode, I want to say that you and I were maybe not on the same page about how many more Fast and Furious movies there are. Oh, yeah. And the idea is that there will be one more right. Fast and Furious movie to cap it off. However... There was an interview with Vin Diesel, I think, after the premiere of Fast X. Yeah. And I think he almost got everybody to... He <laughs> might have made a speech, I want to say, or got up in front of people or done an interview where he was like, hey, actually, I think we should do two more. Yeah, I think maybe that's the only... I take his word for it. And I before we watched the movie, I was like, I think there's going to be two more. And I was like, I think there's one more. And if Vin says there's going to be two more... There's going to be two more. Well, you know, Vin, it's similar to how Trump, if he gets to become president again, yeah. he will attempt to run a third time. Yeah. 
Like Vin, Vin will never let this die. No, it's he up won't. To him. He, he will never let. He will do the Fast and Furious twenty. Yeah, and I think that's very Trumpian of him. That it's like I'm the guy in power, and I, we're going to keep doing these things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll see. Um, it remains to be seen if there will be two or two or one or or three. There could be three. Uh, yeah. Well, if there's more than one more, yeah, then it could be unlimited. It could just be forever. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if this was not a part one, but like a well, there's there's more, then it'll just go off forever. Here's my problem that I okay maybe maybe the fast universe has dealt with this already. But we live in a world where uh, electric cars and self-driving cars are doing everything. Yeah. Was there a movie where they dealt with that a lot? Or is that an issue that hasn't come up yet? No, it hasn't. Charlize Theron did drive an electric car in this. And that's kind of like evil people drive electric cars to me. Um, But there hasn't been the self-driving car yet. No. Okay. No. Until until we get the the battle of Dom versus AI, an AI driver, this series will not be complete. I think that's right. There's too much material. And if it is on the same like concept of like this is a universe, yeah. Why would they let it end? This is our cash cow. We've already built the universe. We already have our Spider-Man and Hulk and Superman. We need to just let it rock. You know what's gonna you know what will kill it? What this is the one thing that would kill the oh, fast franchise. Okay. Vin Diesel gets a DUI. Oh no! And then this series is over. I think he knows more than anybody else that like I can't get a DUI. I can't get a DUI. I don't I'm think the guy he who would drives. Risk it. <laughs> it's like well, you can't drive anymore. So <laughs> getting a DUI really would kill the franchise. Yeah, or that leads it into the movie where it's like, hey, Vin, uh, you got a D-, like his character, like Dom gets a DUI in the movie. <laughs> and then he's well, like, he's like, but I was born to drive. They got me on a technicality. And then, uh, and I then had one like, beer. I had one Corona. <laughs> I had one Corona and they got me. <laughs> and then they give Vin a self-driving car and he's like, well, it's the future now, Dom. Uh, actually, this car can drive you around. Uh-huh. And at first he's like, I'm not going to let a robot drive me around just because I had one Corona. <laughs> but eventually he gets to like kind of feel one with the car and he like, begins to trust it's kind of like kit from knight rider a right. little bit yeah he's got to evolve yeah he's got to evolve to be considering okay. that uh paul walker died in a car crash yeah and they just pretended like he's still alive and he lives on a farm upstate or whatever yeah I don't think anything could stop this franchise. Okay. Well, you heard it here for first, everyone. <laughs> Nothing can stop this franchise. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you next week. See ya.